0: Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Harry Tales, the podcast where I, Harry Hill tell you the tales of my life and whatever else I want to talk about. And today we've got a very special guest in the studio today. We've got Haley Naman, who is the beautiful, funny, hilarious writer of the Maybe Baby newsletter and also the accompanying Maybe Baby podcast. She lives in Brooklyn and today she is in Manhattan at Hoff Studios here with us to record an episode of Harry Tales. And we're going to talk about anything and everything Haley. How are you? <laughs> Hi,
0: I'm good. I'm just making friends with this plant over my head.
1: So we're in the studio, there's lights, there's cameras, there is action. <laughs> and you're not used to this sort of like...
0: No, this is so, this is so. I mean, you did my podcast.
1: I did your podcast. This is
0: like comically professional compared to mine. So or mine's m- comically unprofessional.
1: Well, so me and Haley recorded an episode of the Maybe Baby podcast in 2021 right after you released an article. So basically, I met Haley when she profiled me for Paper Magazine in 2020. The story ultimately got shelved because 2020 was a wild year and things were happening. Um,
0: Is that how we met?
1: I think so. I
0: feel like, no, because remember, they like put us together because they thought that we were like friends. Yes. And I was like, but why were we friends before that?
1: Well, maybe through Emily. Maybe, maybe. So maybe, baby.
0: Maybe, baby.
1: Maybe, baby. So you used to work at Man Repeller. Yeah. But, okay, we'll get into that. But yeah. we met on Zoom. We right, met on right, Zoom. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. And I had Kim Kardashian's house as my background.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: And you, we talked for like two hours. Uh-huh. And you wrote the profile that ultimately ended up being called um, the verification of Harry Hill.
0: Yes. And, and I remember that we... I remember that that like quote unquote interview just turned into like a full goss.
1: Yeah, and we were just like chit-chatting for two hours. Um, and I was so excited. I It was quarantine.
0: Yeah, this was quarantine. Because I remember I'd set up this little like children's desk next to my bed, the only place a desk could fit. And that's where I recorded it. Like
1: Zooming was new. Yeah. Or, zooming was like n- new to people who hadn't been Zooming, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you wrote this article about me, which was the most that anybody has ever, like you captured me in such an interesting moment. Um I'm just gonna read a little quote from it, just-
0: Excerpt it.
1: Yeah, excerpt it because it's 2022 now. So this was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I wanna read this quote. You wrote- Do you
0: think it still stands?
1: Well, we'll okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So this is is your writing about me. Like most public figures I've met, or maybe most New Yorkers, myself included, Hill is confident and insecure in equal measure and spends a lot of time thinking about why that is. If you meet his gaze on the train, he'll assume you're a fan, but he also might be on his way to a party where, as he approaches the doorman, he'll panic that he's not actually on the list. People often say he's nicer in person than they expected, and he suspects this is because his online brand borders on cocky. But there's something ambitious in that fake it till you make it has been my mantra for a while he says it's why i spent my college years pretending i was miley cyrus until it got to the point where i was like okay i'm on the list like i really did something to warrant being put on the list and he did hill may not have stumbled into his following but today there's more currency in acquiring it through brute force anyway he's managed a to garner a community of diehard fans by playing a perfectly tuned game of pretend and by understanding what makes social media both entertaining and addicting, even when it's a little gross. He's managed to hack his way into influencing without seeming like a sellout. He's a dead serious comedian, an ironic thirst trap, a content strategist who wants to be famous because he thinks it sounds funny. He's embraced the fact that everyone's a little fake and clout hungry, and by doing so, strangely, he seems more authentic. I love to perform, and my favorite part is, he points to himself. This one right here. <laughs> okay, so you just... I i wanted to start this conversation with that because you captured such an interesting point in my life. I think I was 25 or 26, 25 maybe. I'm 28 now. And I wow. just think all of these, these things absolutely do hold up because... I think when we had that conversation it was all so new in this weird way. I feel like that profile, profile was like the defining the defining thing that never happened, if that makes sense. Like
0: Because it never actually ran with paper.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah.
0: Did we say that?
1: that it was for paper magazine
0: yeah yeah, but then it ran, i ran it on my newsletter yeah, yeah so yeah, you yeah. ran
1: it on your newsletter which like w- months
0: later yeah which yeah. was
1: very cool in 2021
0: i did that another another time recently where i wrote something else that didn't get published and i put it on my newsletter so that's nice little back door
1: that was a um a learning lesson in like not talking about things until they are literally online with a clickable link yeah um that was did like you
0: tell a, people you were getting i
1: mean i think i told my family but I think I am pretty good about keeping things under wraps so that I can just be like, oh, by the way, here it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that definitely taught me to not, you know, say, not say anything. But yeah. the piece talks about getting verified, which um, I got verified befo- before it went to press. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I want to talk about verification because I think it's interesting, especially now with Twitter playing with the verification. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that was you just have a way of capturing someone through writing that. Is very cool and special. Thank so you, I, Harry. So, I
0: remember you. Like I remember deciding to go with verification as like a thread. Yeah, because I thought it was really funny that you were so outwardly dying for a check mark. Because I feel like I just felt like it was a perfect example of
1: everything that uh, everything else in the article right. was like yeah, summed yeah, yeah. up by the fact that like I just needed a fucking blue check mark
0: and that you were um, willing to admit that, which I think a lot of people aren't.
1: Well, that's the thing about verification, right? Is like. People want to, and I think that's why it's so interesting with what's happening with Twitter, is because you have Elon Musk saying, okay, everybody can get a blue check if you pay for it. And half the- Yeah, which
0: completely robs it of all meaning.
1: Well, half the people are like, nobody's gonna fucking do that, Like it's a moot point. But then you have other people being like, oh, this is great, now I can finally get a blue check mark.
0: Yeah. I only have one. Did you see that somebody tweeted like a search function that you could figure out who that you follow paid for a blue check?
1: Oh, like I in did a it. List? I
0: only had one person I followed who did it, and you. Yeah, it's it, like a search function in Twitter.
1: Okay, and, and it, it just up, like
0: brings up all the tweets of the people.
1: Oh, okay. You should um, do it
0: and see what comes up. Well, I. Well, you know, it's it's also the program's over now.
1: Yeah, so you can't do it anymore. Yeah. But I think people who bought it still are have their like locked mark. in. Yeah. But um, I just want your thoughts on verification because are you like you said <laughs> i'm willing to admit that like i wanted the blue check having the blue check has like opened so many blue doors <laughs> do you feel the same way because you're verified on instagram
0: yes i'm not verified on twitter
1: would you pay eight bucks for it
0: no i actually think i think now it's cool to not be verified okay
1: <laughs> okay so <like laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. the
0: power plan now I yeah think. but that's been it for a while i feel like blue check twitter is like derogatory
1: Totally. It's and like a
0: derogatory term. Yeah, like, oh, be- all the blue checks yeah, are yeah. in your mentions, <laughs> yeah. defending you, like, all the blue checks are coming for this person, or like, and you know that's derogatory.
1: So I was kind of <laughs> arguing with my friend the other day because we were talking about, like, the blue check on Twitter, and sh- her stance was kind of like the same thing, which was like, well, blue checks like aren't that cool and she doesn't have one and i just kept wanting to say well you just don't have one so of course you're gonna say that (laughs) but then it got me thinking about like why i like having a blue check
0: it confers status obviously or recognition from others
1: how i thought of it because it made me like really think about why i like it and like it was kind of just like as a twitter gay Mm -hmm. because that's like where i am on twitter i'm like a I'm, like, a Twitter gay. I'm not a journalist. Like, I don't write anything for any (laughs) publications. You Um, don't
0: put yourself down. you still good.
1: But I love screenshotting my tweets and, like, having them circulate. Mm -hmm. And when that blue stamp is there, it really is just, like, ooh. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes it more. certifiably funny. But I understand that, like, it's not. um,
0: Well, it makes more sense for you. You're, like, you have aspirations that, like, it.
1: Yes, and that's why that article. I feel like I can't explain what I'm trying to say, but like it sums up everything about that article, which is like, I'm, I'm like leaning into the like farce of being an online personality, mm-hmm. and having the blue check is like,
0: yeah, that's the that's, that's the grand prize. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah, it's,
0: yeah, yeah. I get that completely. I mean, I, I would agree that on Instagram. I was kind of excited when I got the blue check. I'm okay. not going to lie. So Like I didn't, I wouldn't have admitted that probably at the time, like publicly. Yeah. <laughs> like you,
1: did you make a post about it or anything?
0: Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I would never do that, Harry. See, this is
1: why I'm so interested to talk to you because I think that you, um so you're a writer who writes. Yeah. I'm a writer who doesn't write. <laughs> yeah, and so important that's, distinction. That's why I'm very excited to talk to you because I think, um, like that, I don't know, that's just so interesting to me. I feel like people, and people don't talk about it. Like people that don't have, do people that don't have blue checks like wonder what it's like to have a blue check? Or am I a psychopath?
0: I mean, I'm sure that there's some people if they're like, if they have aspirations for like social media clout, but not everyone does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: that's the other thing. I think
0: on Instagram, I think it gave me opportunities. Totally. It made me see, it made me feel more official. Uh huh. Um, but that was a time when I was doing like brand... I was doing branded content. And I think like, I was also, something I was doing a lot at that time was like reaching out to people for like quotes or like interviews. And like that, when I had a blue check.
1: Legitimizes you. Yeah,
0: and also like, I think having more followers to like a higher follower count also legitimizes you. So, I mean, I think those are kind of interchangeable. I would say that people who, I would say the new power stance though is to have lots of followers and no blue check.
1: Even on Instagram i think Mm,
0: it's more on twitter but i think i think on instagram i think it kind of works too
1: i feel like if you're gonna have a lot of followers and no check you better have good engagement i i think i think
0: for business are we talking are we just talking just
1: in general i think having i guess having engagement is like what you want the most of right have you ever hidden your likes
0: no but i don't post on instagram anymore
1: when's the last time you posted on instagram
0: I think I posted like a video of some pigeons like bathing in a puddle like a couple months ago. And before that, it was like six months before that.
1: Is there a reason?
0: Yeah, I just don't need it. I don't want it.
1: Okay. I think it's unhealthy okay. for me. Posting or being on it in general?
0: Um, Both. Like I felt, I felt like...
1: Oh, we're getting the teeheehee.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've probably written about this here and there, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I've become increasingly like cynical about the impulse to like package your life and brand yourself on very, social media. Yeah, very
1: interesting. And you do write about this in your in your newsletter. Yeah, From I think, time to time, I feel like Yeah. There's always a, a bits about social media which I find very interesting. Um but you're still on the app.
0: I am on the app. I like yeah, I'm on the app. I don't go I'm not someone who's like scrolling to the bottom or anything like that. <laughs> I feel like you're looking at me suspiciously. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe me. Well, I do no, believe you. I'm but wasting most of my time on TikTok and Twitter, I will say. So then Instagram bores these days. So Except I love your story, obviously.
1: Oh my god, thank you so much. But Best story this, in the game. This isn't about me, but like don't you feel like having you don't feel the need as a writer to expand your readership through self promotion.
0: Um I probably it would probably benefit me like financially. Uh-huh. But I guess that's not necessarily my only measure for like what makes something a good decision. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think that there's costs, like spiritual costs. Totally,
1: totally, but absolutely. But also
0: it's easy for me to say because I have a pretty decent following on my newsletter. Yeah. So I have a pretty like good outreach there. It's obviously only going to people who like willingly is i guess it's similar to somebody who buys into following you but there's still a lot of like looking at people's accounts who you don't follow which i don't think happens as much with newsletters you're kind of like you lock into like who you're subscribed absolutely. to. absolutely so yes yeah, so i maybe i'm not like reaching new readers a ton but i think people forward it like i'm still getting new subscribers so it's happening somehow really uh, you know what happens is people share my stuff on their instagrams
1: yes and yeah, do you, do you repost me. them on your story
0: I used to. I sometimes do if I need to like link to it cuz I'd never promoted it cuz I
1: You I mean you you story like every day ish? No. No, okay.
0: No, I don't. But I don't
1: have a concept of time. <laughs> <clearly>. <laughs> I mean,
0: I story maybe like once a week. I restored when you put a, place, yeah, a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: I... Well, let's talk about that. Um
0: <laughs> Mr. Jonas.
1: Last night Haley and I went to a bar. Which mm-hmm. was being manned by Nicholas Jonas, the Jonas brother. So, uh, the
0: littlest Jonas.
1: So, I got invited to this event, and I was like, Me and Haley should go because we're about to record this podcast, and it would be a fun moment for us to talk about <laughs> going to an influencer event, right? I go to them all the time, I talk about them on this podcast, but yeah, I we show up and It's at this little hotel on like 29th between Park and Madison or something. We go in and I'm like, the tequila event? And we get sent downstairs to the dinner, which I later saw.
0: Oh, there was a dinner? There was
1: a dinner. Related? So Nick Jonas did like three different events and they were like tiered. So like (laughs) I saw my like other like like micro-influencer friends at the first event, which was like Oh, More so like, we
0: were kind of like the C team.
1: We were like the B team.
0: Okay, so there's like two? There were three. Oh, we were so, B. What was before So, us? so
1: there, was, there was like a, a happy hour at like a Mexican restaurant. Before like, ours? Before ours. Ours
0: was at four. No, I
1: know. That was at like three. <laughs> so so she- he did that. And then he did ours, which was okay. at like a very nice, like dark bar.
0: Which I was not invited to, for the record.
1: So... And that then, date. and then the dinner was at night. Okay,
0: and that was like the big timers. That was
1: the, yeah, that was the big timers. <laughs> that was the one that we like went downstairs, right, and they, right, right. we couldn't figure and out where this bar us was. To that one. We finally get to the bar, and the girl is like, "Hey guys, Nick is pouring shots behind the bar. Come on in." Yeah, we go in. Nick Jonas is pouring shots of tequila behind the bar. Um, there is like a little bit of like a camera crew. Like, there's like a kind of like mob around him. Nothing crazy. It wasn't a zoo.
0: Yeah, because it was like a closed event so it was just the people the attendees but yeah everybody was sort of crowded around one area yeah of the bar.
1: but nick jonas and then we're sitting there we link up with vienna who is a TikToker influencer friend of mine we're all hanging out at the bar nick jonas comes up and he's just sitting at the bar with us for a split second talking quietly wearing a trucker hat and i ask him if his tequila is a mood or a vibe and he says both he says it's very both.
0: confidently and quickly. Yeah, he well, he he came up next to us and then he turned to us and said, Thanks for coming. Right? Yeah. Or cheers. Yeah,
1: cheers, yeah, yeah. guys. Thanks yeah, for coming. Yeah, no, here. we literally cheers.
0: He was a very What were your thoughts on him, IRL, by the way?
1: Um so this is the interesting <laughs> thing with celebrities that I think has changed since I go to these events. And I, it's like definitely not healthy, but I think I see nick jonas in real life and i don't have like the heart pounding excitement that i once had with celebrities my thing is like i need to get a picture with this person (laughs) you were very
0: one-track minded no but like and i said i'd never had a picture of this celebrity or not under yeah in that context i
1: just remember before like i remember going to an event for Top Shop where Cara Delevingne was like hosting, and she walked by, and like my heart's pounding, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long ago? Was in this? college. Oh, okay, 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 yeah.
1: Um, but now it's like not even like I don't even have that reaction. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like this is content. Yeah. And I don't brain think, poison. Yeah, it is. It yeah. definitely is, and I wonder if like there's there's definitely like. I feel like I would have to go stay on a ranch in, like, Montana for, like, four months to, like, really, like, change or something. Sometimes I think about going to Beaver Island alone, but I don't think I would survive um, because I'm afraid of the dark. But
0: You mean to be – re? you want to, like, be re-enchanted?
1: Just kind of, like – I think just the Instagram of it all, sometimes I'm, like, (laughs) this is not – like – Who was I before this? Yeah. Sometimes I think that. Mm -hmm. But for Nick Jonas, how did you feel about him in real life? Did you have any reaction? I was taller than him, which like I kind of knew I would be, but.
0: You know, I never was. I did not have a reaction, but I don't mean to say that's because I'm so cool. I just like don't care about him at all. Yeah. I didn't have a feeling of like. Oh, my God. So There's when I invited Nick.
1: you, you were like, you were like hesitating. And that's how <laughs> I feel when I'm in. Sometimes when I'm invited to these things, I'm like, like, and that's also terrible. I'm like, anybody would kill to go drink at a bar with Yeah, Mick Jonas. But,
0: but they're not. You've been disillusioned. Yes. That's, okay, so that's I a feel good like the, word. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've been disillusioned. I think that like. This is the funny thing about instagram events in general i mean i'm calling that instagram event, i guess you could just say influencer event but
1: they're fully on instagram they're fully for instagram
0: yeah they're for instagram but like you you're when you're there they're pretty awkward there i mean i wouldn't say that we made it not awkward because we were just like chatting yeah but the events themselves are usually pretty awkward and it's kind of just everyone's showing up to show up yeah and sort of get the pics yeah and kind of like get a free drink. And it's just, it's never as much, it's never as cool as it seems in the photos. And yes. I, I think this is like, yesterday I was talking about Fashion Week because I think like Fashion Week is such a great example of this, which is that it's like this kind of, um, it's Rat kind of race. this like cooperative myth-making where it's like everyone's pretending it's something that it kind of isn't. Yeah. And especially
1: it, these days.
0: Yeah. I mean, I only, I guess I went to it in tw- 2016. I like 2016 through 2020 was kind of like you know, the last one I did was right like before the pandemic. So I don't I don't know if I ever was I don't think I was ever there for the like quote unquote glory days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like Brian my, Park, the tents. Yeah, never went to the tents. I also was like, you know, whatever. I was just sort of a, a lowly like fashion writer. Yeah. I wasn't even a fashion writer. I didn't know what other word to use, but I guess I was there to write about the shows ostensibly. Yeah. Um but, like, it's always funny because you'd look and there'd be, like, one little section where the, like, important people were sitting in the front row. Yeah. And there would just be so many cameras surrounding them and they would just be, like, pretending to talk to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm like, whoa, because I've seen those photos of people, like, talking to each other in the front yeah, row. Yeah,
1: and it'll be, like, Kim Kardashian with, like, Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're and like, like, whoa.
0: Yeah, you're, you like Multiverse you think, of madness. You, like, I think that when I saw those photos, I used to imagine that it was, like, a foot, like photo taken from far away, but it's like no, like they're just oh, no, like they're fully like, posing yeah. for the pics, and like it's all just this spectacle. Um, that's like for appearances, kind of.
1: So I think about everything that we've just said, and I'm sometimes I'm like, I will use an event, especially like okay, going to drink tequila at 4 p.m. with Nick Jonas. This is the perfect time for me and you to catch up and like grab some podcast inspo <laughs> hangout like and so i do use it for that but then we do show up reason, and i you i think you saw that like i do get like i kind of go into like okay guys like work mode ki- kind of a little bit that's and, why
0: you're good at what you do and i, th- I like your coverage of these stupid events <laughs> thank
1: you. you're good at it thank you uh, i
0: was not ever
1: thank you um i think and and the, I think the brands, the brands obviously see that. That's why I keep getting invited back. Um, I make it easy for the PR girl to put something on the deck the next day, like the next day Villa one today, the tequila brand probably had a thing that was like, okay guys, debrief, how was the event? And it was like, Oh, these influencers gave us organic content. Meaning I posted a photo of Nick Jonas, um,
0: but you didn't tag but, it ad or anything because it wasn't paid. I, it wasn't yeah. paid,
1: but I tagged Villa One. I tagged Nick Jonas. And I brought my Stuart Weitzman purse that I'm doing a brand partnership with. And I put it in the picture and I tagged Stuart Weitzman. So now I get like uh, my influencer brownie points right now are my my <laughs> meter. Star. My little green meter. Is yeah, you're like, a good zzz. influencer.
0: I was so bad at that. I went on a whole fucking trip to Tokyo once and did not like post
1: Was it an influencer trip?
0: (laughs) It wasn't. It was a press trip. Okay. Which is slightly different. Yes, of course. I also went on. I think, it. I mean, press influencer when I was at Manipur, like, there was a little bit of a blurry distinction there. Yes. Because the people who worked there were sort of influencers as well. But I also wanted another one. Yeah. at, At the time that was like just to upstate. And I just remember like not posting like anything. I just like, I felt so uncomfortable. I just never wanted to, <laughs> I know that we have different tolerances for this stuff.
1: But it's so interesting because I think, and this goes back to kind of the article and just how you wrote about my like use of irony and how I'm like joking, but, but am I? irony. And how, if you, I guess I don't know what it's like to not have that. And so <laughs> for you to post something, like for you to earnestly post Nick Jonas, like, behind the bar last night, you that would have like taken like, like your meter would have been like Okay,
0: wait, wait, wait. just in my defense, I wouldn't have done it earnestly. Okay. I still did things like with humor.
1: Okay, okay, okay. But like.
0: But I still feel like, you know what? And this is the conclusion we came to last time, which is that like my end goal is to write. Totally. So for me to do like branded content, it takes away from my credibility in that sense. You're going for something different. I think you're trying to be. I mean, you already yeah, are. Yeah. Like, you're a public figure. You're like a
1: personality.
0: You're a personality, capital P. <laughs> and so, like, working with brands is is very like part of that ecosystem. It's not like when I was, I got out of influencing because I didn't want to do that. I got I wanted out to of be influencing.
1: Yeah. No. Okay. So, and that's like amazing. And like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
1: She got out of influencing. She became a writer. <laughs> I
0: got out. Here's um, my story.
1: So, what was the last paid post that you did?
0: Mm. You know what? It might have been um, Evian. I never worked with Evian.
1: Oh, you never did. You always get this wrong. I, okay, yeah. Sorry, because I remember you talking about you got that was the my Evian offer, offer. and yeah. you said, eh.
0: I I almost said yes because it was. I mean, it's, it was to
1: help the oceans, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Greta it was, Thunberg.
1: <laughs> was the ecosystems are collapsing eight
0: thousand dollars or something to post like they were doing some campaign about how they were becoming like fully circular in by like 2025 or something and it was this whole like kind of climate campaign and i was gonna like they wanted me to like clean up the beach and like post post three times about how like evian was going circular and i i really struggled to say no but i ended up saying no because i was like this is so stupid like you guys are literally polluting the earth
1: so what would what what check what kind of check would have to be on the table for you to say yes to posting a picture on instagram i play this game with my friends all the time because i will show them a reel that i'm like how much would it how much would they have to pay you to post this to post your face <laughs> and your body doing stupid things for a brand, how much would you have to pay?
0: Can you specify the brand? Like is it an evil brand? Okay, no no no. Or We're is gonna it one no, that no no no.
1: I'm just gonna myself. quickly Lucky Charms comes to you. Okay. And they have a campaign for St. Patrick's Day. And <laughs> I'll
0: be like, I'm Irish.
1: <laughs> so okay, what's the food that you don't like? I mean, do, do I just like wanna tomatoes? say my
0: answer was probably gonna be no, though. Even with, I don't even like Lucky Charms. So we can okay, just perfect. Go with that. Okay, Lucky Charms
1: <laughs> comes to you for okay. St. Patrick's Day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to make a reel, okay, and uh, you have to shoot it, uh-huh. but somebody else will edit it. And it's you eating the cereal and doing like you eating the cereal and then transitioning into like a new outfit. So you like eat the cereal, maybe you like head down into the cereal, transition into a new outfit, and then the caption is like, I love Lucky Charms because St. Patrick's Day is like full of luck. How much- <laughs> This is
0: why you're a fucking <laughs> genius influencer. How
1: much would you have to get paid to post a reel for Lucky Charms?
0: <sighs> I wanna say that I like, I just like, oh, I don't
1: know. The reason I instinct is to
0: say that I wouldn't do it for any amount, which I need to actually ask myself if that's true. Is one for one thing, like I feel lucky in that I'm like financially comfortable. Lucky charms, yeah. So I'm charmed and lucky that I don't feel you know I'm making good money on my newsletter, which is amazing. I'm not in a position where I feel coerced into like doing morally bankrupt <laughs> brand labor,
1: <laughs> okay. And or what labor. I would consider, um, like morally bankrupt. <laughs> Brand labor, okay. So that's MBBC. MBBC. <laughs> let's let's say that. that.
0: Um, no, I just feel like. Well, first of all, cereal is. I love that you picked cereal because my boyfriend Avi, is obsessed with cereal because he thinks it's like kind of a bellwether for the de- cultural decline. Okay. Wait, um, what's a bellwether? A bellwether is like a symbol of like a the, the like a the state of things.
1: And why like does he think that if through. cereal has been a thing since like the fifties? <laughs> because it's from like, the twenties.
0: Everything has been like iterated upon. It now it's like diet chocolate Cheerios with like with extra protein okay. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everything has just become like increasingly hollow, but with like a million new signifiers, and they're all just trying to make more money. There's like cookie dough cereal. There's like diet cookie dough cereal. See, this
1: is why you're a genius writer, <laughs> right? What a great team we make. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you know I'm Lucky Charms, and I'm like Haley. We need you for this okay, campaign. Okay. How much do we need to pay you?
0: I feel like um, I I want to say that there like isn't an amount at this point because I just don't do that. work. She's
1: opting out, folks. A hundred k on the table from Lucky Charms. And no, she it said- would need to be
0: like a. I feel like oh God. I'm like it would need. No, I just don't think. <laughs> what She's saying no. she say? No, she said. Is, is like I like. Don't feel like I would do it, but I'm like. No, I don't think I would do it. Wow. Is that crazy?
1: Um, Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But <laughs> that actually speaks to you. Yeah, it does speak to you as like a serious writer who like is going to be taken seriously for your writing and not for like, you know, a foo-foo ad that you do on Instagram. My thinking is just like, you know how feminism <laughs> <laughs> is like, oh, I'm going to wear this like slut dress and it's like empowering to me. Uh-huh. To me, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this brand partnership because like, I can. And like, that like, is empowering to me. Like,
0: (laughs) does Uh does this make
1: any sense?
0: Are you saying that um, you think that a slutty dress (laughs) is actually empowering to the feminist cause?
1: (laughs) What I'm saying is like, isn't that the feminist belief? I'm just using feminism as like, I'm like- are
0: you talking about choice feminism? Do you uh, know that term? No. (laughs) No, choice feminism is like the idea that like if you're free to choose and you can be like empowered by your freedom to choose that's a feminist choice
1: okay so do you believe in that no okay so so i guess what i'm trying to say is like that would be like choice randomism
0: yeah exactly your choice. Your choice to freely sell your followers' attention to brands for money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when you put it like that, um, but you know
0: what? The reason I think that it doesn't feel off color for you, which is what part of your genius, I think, is because people have come to expect it, and I think that like your branded content is in itself entertaining. Thank you. And I you. think that like it for me to do that would feel. First of all, it's not what my I, mean, I not what my followers are looking for at this point anyway because I don't really post. But it's not what my followers follow me for. Uh huh. Um. There maybe was a time when I was like posting outfits more and like maybe it was what they were following me for. But even then, it was like when I did branded like outfits or something. It was like usually a brand. I'm remembering the last branded thing I did. Okay, what is it? Which space it is this. I think it was a Free People.
1: Ooh, that's very on brand. <laughs> okay. It is, is it not? <laughs>
0: I don't know, I'm like mildly offended by that. But.
1: Oh, no, that's so cute.
0: <laughs> no, I just remember at the time, I feel like my associate with free people, which maybe has changed, is like super like um, kind of like fake Coachella hippie dippy. Yeah. Um, Like tassels hanging yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that doesn't change your opinion well no what i'm thinking thinking when i think (laughs) of
1: free people okay and here's the other thing that i think makes the branding thing tough in 2022 or just like in the 2020s is like i grew up going to the mall and free people was like the expensive cool girl like like you know the popular girl in math class would be wearing like a free people shawl that's my view of it and you can't undo that like like, I posted a TikTok during Earth Day. I was going to a picnic with fur. The,
0: like, pub oil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got sent that once.
1: So I'm going <laughs> to this picnic, and I made a TikTok that was like, hey, guys, I'm going to free people to find a cottagecore-inspired outfit for Earth Day. And my comments were like, "Haha, the most hilarious thing, going to free people to find Earth Day clothes. They're the most, like, polluted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that just like those two it's like you have the popular girl in math class that's what she would wear and then you have like they're polluting and then you have me in the middle Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) so basically what i'm saying is like my view of it is like like i could see you wearing free people sue me
0: i didn't like the clothes i mean like i think this is this is how it works if anyone's curious like or it worked for me they emailed me and i might be mixing this up with another one but i'm pretty sure this is free people they emailed me and was like is there any way that you could do this like tomorrow or like the next day? Like we'll send you clothes, we'll overnight you clothes. And I was like, and they were going to pay me like $5,000 for like one Instagram post. Okay. Something ridiculous. Tight, yeah. (laughs) And so I was like, and I remember feeling like very, very conflicted morally because I just like didn't like free people. It's not something I would have normally worn. And it just felt like, I just felt like a sellout, which is a term that we were thinking of getting to today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like couldn't say no to the check because I, I was just like, I mean, at that time, I was like, choice randomism, but yeah. <laughs> um, And I, um, so I like picked clothes. They literally overnighted to me and I like took a picture in the fucking mirror at my office. That was it. And I just remember, I actually think this is like the one. Post I've ever like archived on my feed.
1: She archived it. Did you check <laughs> the contract? Because contracts will tell you how long you have to keep it in in your feed.
0: I don't think that they had anything in there, and it was like years okay. later. Okay, but cool. um, yeah, that must. Did it say? Did you use the
1: paid partnership toggle?
0: I think so. Yeah, okay. I never did anything like shady in terms of like not disclosing. Oh
1: yeah, no, they're crazy about it now.
0: Oh, they are. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember feeling really gross about it. Like I didn't like how the clothes fit. I like posed in a way that made them look better than they did in real life, and I just all felt very dishonest and bad.
1: Ooh.
0: And I think that was the last time I I did. See, a, you do, song
1: you song. do have some great you you have a great moral compass, and I feel like that's <laughs> maybe sometimes what I like lack. <laughs> <laughs> but not in like a not in like a not in like a an everyday life way just sometimes on instagram but this is I
0: mean you're just participating in the culture that, like everyone's participating yes, in yeah and that's
1: and that's how i justify it to myself like i'm just like don't hate the player hate the game if you want to but i also do function under like you know humor is always like at the core of whatever i do but um, being a sellout yeah is something that i Um, I came out as a sellout (laughs) Yeah, a little bit earlier I was I just turned 28 and I made a podcast about the 27 biggest takeaways from 20 from 27 27 dresses yeah and number one was like I feel like a sellout and that's because I just keep saying yes to branded content
0: do you feel any like moral
1: qualms i don't feel any moral qualms i feel like i'm like oh my god my followers must hate me because i post ads every day but then last night at the nick jonas bar i showed you all the ads that i showed you a list of all the ads that i've done this year Uh and you were like oh i must have missed these so then i was like oh maybe they're not like as in people's faces as i think they are but i guess like me being a sellout aside how do you figure out like I guess if you're not doing I mean you have the like the the dream the online dream which is to like do whatever you want like you're not answering to anyone and hmm. you get paid for it because people subscribe. That's like dream come true. Do you have like worries about like
0: everybody unsubscribing and yes. me being out of the job? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean
1: Do those worries come when you press post on something that you're like is this going to rub people the wrong way or do you not think that way? Because I think that way about everything. I'm like,
0: I don't think that way. Pressing post. Okay. Yeah. Like I can see why you would ask that, but I have more of a fear that like newsletters are going to just like kind of fall out of fashion and everyone's going to just like slowly drop off. I, I don't have a fear that like people are going to turn against me specifically. Just well, because- didn't
1: Substack just, it wasn't there a big like didn't they just get a big boost at like the beginning of this year or am i crazy
0: uh boost just in terms of like um
1: you don't get paid by Substack; you get paid by subscribers
0: right 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 right. yeah no it is the dream i mean i think that like part of the appeal of that model for me was like was being able to say whatever i wanted to which doesn't mean that like people can't unsubscribe if they don't like what i'm saying but i felt like with manorpeller like there was such a like because we were having to pay for our salaries through advertising, um, it meant that like we needed to get a lot of clicks. And because we needed to get a lot of clicks, we completely changed how we would publish our work. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would
1: change like the headline to make it more like,
0: Punchy or clicky or like clickbaity, Punchy, yeah, yeah, or like. Um, and
1: for those of you listening who don't know, Man Repeller was. Uh, how would you describe it?
0: It was like a cult women's media site.
1: Cult women's media site, yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah,
0: covering like fashion and culture and. I
1: will say I don't feel like we have that anymore, it's which I guess void, yeah. might be, you know, I arguably a good thing, but at the same time, like I don't know. I enjoy <laughs> reading about headbands, but like, yeah,
0: no, I think no, I think it's like there is a missing. I think it's it's clear that like something
1: yeah, something shifted.
0: something shifted, but yeah, I think um, but yeah, I mean, this is probably like an old talking point of mine at this point, but I felt like the kind of reliance on corporations was like um, hurting our ability to like write what we wanted to write and yeah. like really serve the audience because at the, at the end of the day, like who are who's your real customer? It's like actually the brands for you. like you the brands are who you need to please.
1: Oh, my God. A little bit, yeah.
0: I think this is the problem with, like, corporate media in general because they're basically – the actual customer is is brands. They're the ones who are paying for the product yeah. of, like, of brand placement or, like, paying for the product of the attention of the, yeah, of I the reader. Yeah, s- I still
1: think it is my – I still think my customers followers. are my followers, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like I, I think wouldn't. It's both, but they're not. I paying would never you, call right? my followers my customers. No,
0: you wouldn't. But yeah, I mean, they're not. They're not paying you directly. <sighs> totally. So you are. Um, they are. Your partners are paying for your followers' attention. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So you're kind of this middleman, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think don't like, shoot the messenger. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think again, like with selling out and stuff like that, like I think. Um, you know, I do think that there should be. I don't think that like you should be punished. Like I'm not like, <laughs> you know, like these people need of to be course. like. Of course. Well,
1: that's why I'm. I love being able to have a conversation with someone like you who yeah. like can see both sides. Like I Chanel, can see both sides. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I do. Th- do I think that there should be like a social stigma, a little bit around selling out? Like I kind of do. Wait.
1: Okay. Talk about that.
0: Yeah. I think Tell me that, about like, that. I think that. I do think you should feel a little flutter at the thought of being a sellout. I don't think it's like, I just think it would be, I think it would be a sign.
1: How would you dis- How would you uh, define being a sellout? Like personally?
0: Um, well, it's probably like always going to be changing depending on like what's going on in the culture at any given time because in the 90s being a sellout. Was Actually, the worst
1: thing that you could possibly do? Did you read that right, Chuck right, right. Klosterman book called The 90s? No. He has this whole chapter about being a sellout and how in the 90s being a sellout was like people would be like man you're a sellout yeah 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 i don't think we have that today people aren't like you're a sellout
0: no no yeah it's been kind of like recast as a good thing um (laughs) (laughs) and i don't think that's necessarily good i mean in the 90s you could arguably say it was kind of fake then too because even like um the quote unquote like alternative scene was like really working with like big corporate sponsors you know yeah. like I, I this is so funny because we were watching i can't remember what the movie is the Winona ryder movie from the 90s it's reality like, bites yes reality yeah. bites it's like there's supposed to be this classic they're kind of supposed to be these um like disillusioned teens and but, janine like,
1: garofalo is working at the gap
0: yes and yeah. the whole thing is like so branded out and like you can tell that they like clearly sold like, there's like there's a bunch of like coca-cola or pepsi or some yeah. kind of soda it like throughout the movie yeah. and it's so funny because it's supposed to be projecting this kind of like kind of anti-establishment message yes. while like clearly, and I don't know if that was on purpose. I kind of don't think it was. I don't think it was either. Um, so I think that, I mean, there's a lot of like theorists who talk about the fact that like, um, even now like trying to be anti-establishment just be like immediately gets like, um, it's, it's called reification, like the, like the mainstream just like takes it and makes it the establishment again. You know, like a t-shirt sold to the gap that says like resist.
1: Yeah, you know what yes, I mean. Yeah, it's like yeah, completely yeah. neutered yes. of its
0: of its power. Yes. Um. So Mutered. I think that like making making influencing not seem like selling out or like um, I feel like now it's almost like a like it would be a brand exercise to like say that you're not a sellout or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like all. I need to do a campaign
1: with Target it. that's like I'm not a sellout. <laughs> here are here are not sellout T-shirts.
0: Yeah, but wait, you asked me what is a seller. I feel like it's, um, it's, I think it's like obviously it's the simplest definition would be um, just doing something like working with brands to do it for the money instead of uh, like another art form. I okay. think originally like the most pure version was like you're trying to do art for the sake of like making art and like maybe you wanna make a living through that. But then if you, you sell out, you
1: absolutely are
0: only doing it for the money yes. and you have, and there's no trace of your original intent or something yes. like that.
1: Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes I do lose the trace of original intent and I'm always like trying to get back there. See, so um, you do
0: have that. Like I, feel I like do, yeah, a,
1: yeah. And I think, yeah, sometimes I think that my like, the fact that I'm so hung up on being a sellout is like, okay, I'm safe, like I'm not, that crazy because i know that i'm a sellout
0: yeah i mean i think that it's just
1: do, like, sellout, do, do sellouts ever know that they're not selling out you have i feel like you have to know that you're selling out
0: yeah but if if the idea of being a sellout or not being a sellout is like irrelevant it's no longer part of the conversation people aren't even be thinking about it like at this point i think to, there's a lot of people who want to be influencers
1: yes. arguably
0: being an influencer is selling out in general
1: yeah no but it, like, yeah no 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 but it is and the difference is that i'm not i'm not a child star i was non-lizzie mcguire and now i'm selling protein shakes on instagram i just started selling protein shakes on instagram
0: <laughs> you started there right? i mean you started as a meme maker yeah which is let's you not know, forget your roots yeah
1: we'll never forget no Louis you, s- backpack. But
0: you still are that no i think actually you're a rare person who like manages it but both of them well i think actually there's a lot of people like i have friends who do it too but i do think it's it's a sign it's a sign of a a healthy society I think for there to be like a little bit of a stigma around it I think
1: and so where do you think um, which is why
0: our society is very unhealthy right do you now.
1: think do you think Emrata is a sellout
0: um I guess
1: well I just asked that because when we were talking before over uh pre-podcast bites you uh-huh. said that you had a spat with Amrata yeah. Can we? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think it-
0: I shouldn't flatter myself. To say it was just <laughs> bad. But um, I uh, I wrote an essay about her once.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Do you remember this? Maybe. It was called the Emrata Effect.
1: Oh, and you wrote it for your newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Did she read it?
0: Yeah, I think so because she tweeted about it.
1: Oh, you're like yeah, she read it. What did she say?
0: Well, so so I wrote about I feel it. like I do remember this. I was critiquing. Yeah, because this is... I don't know if this is still true, but I think it was my most popular newsletter. It like kind of had a little viral Twitter moment. Okay. Which was like scary and also fun. Yeah. And then... Um, I think that was really interesting actually because there were people who disagreed with me but it was like once people are like debating on Twitter it feels like it's like not about you anymore yeah. which felt really nice. Yeah.
1: It's like a musician releasing their album and being like it's not mine anymore it's yours.
0: Yeah. Versus people like disagreeing with me in the comments of my newsletter it always felt like like personal somehow yeah. but it was nice to just like I don't know. It was nice to be like start a, sor- a certain discourse, but it was critiquing choice feminism. Actually, oh, was what the piece was about, which I felt that she was a big um kind of.
1: I might have to have you back to like go head to head on choice feminism because I feel like <laughs> I'm like, what don't I get? Like, it, if you wear the slut dress, then like it's your choice.
0: <laughs> I mean, we can really but, go but down that road if you want, we, but yeah, we won't. Um, we won't
1: do that now. But what did she say?
0: She posted. Oh God, I I don't know if I fully remember. Uh she called me maybe baby instead of Haley Nauman or whatever uh-huh. because I don't think that. So she was like,
1: "So what?" Uh, maybe baby said in the press the other day.
0: Yeah, like apparently, like, may, like maybe baby who doesn't ha- who apparently doesn't have a Twitter or something like that. And I was like, "Yes, I do." <laughs> I feel like that was like a it was a Emrata. What's good? <laughs> um, Who apparently doesn't have a Twitter? Like. Did, yeah, like I think somebody like wrote something defending her, and then she like posted that and said like maybe maybe who apparently doesn't have a Twitter. Like, this is what she didn't get or something. And
1: did you respond to it? No. Okay. okay. Uh, but then,
0: paper magazine. Speaking of which, because my friend, you know Justin. Justin yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like, um,
1: let's write about this. No,
0: he wanted me to 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 like get together with her and do like profile of her for paper. And did you? No. Did you? I said no. <sighs> Oh. I know. He, uh, like.
1: No to Lucky their Charms. Th- no to Emrata.
0: <laughs> I just didn't really want to be known as the like Emrata. I just didn't want to like get in. A, I didn't want to.
1: I'm very inspired by your ability to choose and not be blinded by like money or clout or like any oh, thanks, of sorry. any of the sparkly things. Thank you. Yeah. Because that's like that's tea in 2022 to be able to do that. Um, I can't relate. But. <laughs> I, I, yeah i mean I'm, I'm sure very, that there's other aspects of it's very impressive
0: thank you i mean there's yeah i mean i'm not like completely devoid of any ambition but i think like what's helped me
1: y'all got a vice uh,
0: do you have a vice you mean just in general yeah. or around like attention or yeah. like <laughs> ambition
1: yeah yeah just like in general
0: oh i think hmm, what's my advice
1: cereal where do you think the future of the internet is headed? And <laughs> how would, that. well, I do because I'm like, where do we where do we think it's going? And also like, how would you describe the current, how would you describe the current internet plane?
0: Oh my God, that's a big question. I feel
1: like, do you measure time from 2020 <laughs> to now? I feel like I don't even remember before 2020. Like, yeah, I do obviously. Yeah. It just felt so long ago. I you know, I feel like I can't tell if my and I'll never be able to tell if my sense of time is warped because of 2020 and the pandemic or because I'm just getting older.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably both. It's both. I mean, I think we're getting I think like we're getting out of the pandemic time. I know that like obviously there's still ongoing so issues. So you think the
1: pandemic's over? <laughs> yeah, hashtag
0: it's <laughs> over. Um, no, I just mean that. Um, it's i don't honestly feel it as much in my day-to-day life so to me it's not like yeah it's just i don't think it's warping my time anymore the way it did in 20 and 2021 okay but i i have the same feeling just in general because like my life changed so drastically not because of COVID, because of my career i mean covid too obviously but so because
1: 2020 was when you made the switch from working at man repeller to working for yourself
0: yeah like right right kind of they have an the exact same time. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of. Kismet. Yeah. I feel like I have. Yeah. That was just a big sea change for me. So, yeah. But wait, what does it have to do with where the internet's going?
1: I, I can just. Like the be, timelessness of it? Or? Well, I just feel a kind of like. Weird sense of weirdness online. And that is another, maybe that's just another way of me justifying, like, oh, I'm doing partnerships because I can, because like we're in like late stage Instagram and like we keep saying like Instagram's going down, Twitter's going down, blah, 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 blah. They're not going down. Yeah. Every marketing dollar is spent on social media. So like we're good there.
0: You feel like it's just as good it's continuing to ramp?
1: Oh, I'm I, like... you making there, more than ever. There was a moment where I was like going around to my creator friends being like, oh my God, like, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to be at the bus stop soon. But like, <laughs> no, it's the opposite. It's like brands are literally like, here's a million dollars to like post a pic. Yeah. And well, pictures not really anymore. It's more reels.
0: Scary. I never did a reel.
1: And, you know, that's... Um,
0: I've never done a TikTok either. It's
1: harder than it looks, folks. Uh, so, <laughs> but we well, like, I don't know. Where do we think? Like, do you, d- do we post reels on Instagram until we die? That's my question.
0: I think that um, I ha- like, I feel like I have this sort of optimism that people people like eventually come around to things that like aren't actually making them feel good in their lives, like. There's a reason that people you know, get divorced when they're like 50 or like realize they need to start living. Okay. <laughs> this is going to make sense in a yeah, second. Yeah. Okay. I just feel like the truth has a way of coming out. Okay. And I think largely people are pretty unfulfilled being on social media. And I think that like we have a generation that's like really grown up on it. They're all still, I think the people who are still on it the most are people in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, fact check me on that. It's probably teens maybe, but I do think it tapers off and I think that there's a reason for that. And I maybe this is just anecdotal, but I feel like most of my friends are just like not on it as much. And I think that's you get to a point where you're like this isn't making me feel it's not it doesn't make me feel any better to like commodify my life in this way uh-huh. and I actually like want to search for meaning in other places. Yes. And I do think that like, on like a personal, like kind of psychological level, there's bound to be like hordes of young people who are gonna come to that conclusion as they get older. I just, I I don't know.
1: So you think there's like a stopping point kind of?
0: No, but I do think that there's gonna be like increasing disillusionment. I mean, I think we were already witnessing this.
1: I think we are witnessing it too. but nihilism. But I also think it just feels like a ride that there's no way off of. There's no exit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially just because of the, like, impact of marketing on our lives.
1: So I'm just kind of, like, over here, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to be fine for a while. But, like... What's what's your, like, next career? Well, dream?
1: What, well what I'm... I, I guess I'm just kind of, like... I mean, I'm definitely stuck in the influencer turnstile, which my friend coined um yeah just in this way of like we were both kind of like we were out to dinner and we were like we're both stuck in the influencer turnstile meaning like we can't just get off the ride now which is a weird thing to be like laying in your bed in the dark and you are like i'm so in this i have to wake up tomorrow and put my face up there and then again the next day and again the next day and you can't just like get out because if i did do that then like you risk like you know your manager dropping you or like the brands being like we knocked and nobody was home so we went to the next house
0: yeah yeah i mean it's like it's a psychological it, burden to it, like sell yourself all the time <laughs> i mean you're this is like the new model problem where it's like such a fun career but it's like what are you doing next yeah. you can't model forever yeah do you have that fear because you can't influence forever can you <laughs> <laughs>
1: Watch me! No, no, no! <laughs> I actually no, no, no.
0: believe you could. I do. I just followed. Qu- saw Batty Winkle is still influencing. Is she? Yeah, oh, I God. interviewed her once. No way. Yeah, I don't have much to say except for that my recording like completely. I hate that. That's the only time it happened to me. My my recording like fizzled out halfway through, and I just had to go on memory. Luckily, do- she didn't really say that much because she's super old. Do you
1: know Ryan O'Connell? Yeah. I interviewed him and the Oh no. and I was and I was for like Pride Month at Mashable and I was so excited. Mm. And the audio we had to be connected through like a manager or something and I was like I'm really sorry like I cannot it, he was literally like you couldn't and I was literally like Ryan I'm so sorry like I cannot hear you. I'm like running around the office like trying to find like whatever and the manager is like Well, I can hear you fine. So, can you not hear him? So, I was like, okay, fine. And I finally just like did the whole interview with, and I'd be like, so what was it like being gay? And he's like, well, (laughs) kid, fun. And I was like, so I emailed and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, the audio just like wasn't. And they were like, Did you like hang on? No, no, no. They were like, he's too busy. He can't do it anymore. Like, thanks. And I was like, okay. But, um, Yeah, I think that, yeah, sometimes I'm like, what to do? You're definitely going to write a book, right? Not to, like, jump the gun. Um, Not to put you in the hot seat, but here we are. We've got you in the hot seat.
0: I have a book agent who, like, emails me every few months and really gently pokes me. Okay. She's really sweet. Um, Talking to
1: Simon. Talking to Schuster.
0: (laughs) But I I don't know, like I feel like I used to really care about publishing a book for like whatever. So then
1: is your goal like, just like if you, so if you, if somebody handed you $5 million, you would like move to the woods or no, I'm crazy.
0: Wait, because, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What's the implication? I, I would
1: just, when you're like, you can't influence forever. I'm just like, you're gonna write, like you're a writer.
0: Yeah, 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 Does that, I'm a writer. <laughs>
1: would you like to write books?
0: Yeah, I think, but I don't, like, I guess I've, I've sort of, I guess what I was saying is that I used to see writing a book as just like the ultimate way to like be a valid or mm-hmm. kind of official writer. Yeah. And I don't know if I agree with that anymore. Yeah, you're like,
1: like I'm verified on Instagram. Like, we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like, um, <laughs> I think now I'm out of, I guess, I guess there was a time in my life where, like I remember when I was turning 30, Mm-hmm. Gia Tolentino had just published Trick Mirror yes and she was 30 as well
1: oh fuck that and I
0: remember feeling kind of yes um, envious yeah. of like the place she held in culture like the work she was doing at the New Yorker which felt like really, like leagues above mine yeah and like how much I just felt like she was this like culture critic that like I wanted to be and mm-hmm. she was like you know I, I was really caught up in the fact that we were the same age but I think it's just the classic like yes. turning 30 absolutely panic that like suddenly you care about it for like three weeks and then you like forget for the rest of your life yeah um anyway um and i think i had this fear about like you know publishing a book by a certain age or like publishing a book that was like received in a certain way and i think i got to a point where i realized that didn't i don't think that was going to add to my life so i I just um my my view now on a book is that i think i would like to do it um just to like challenge myself to write something longer form and like spend a lot of like incubate on something for a long time that people don't read. Um but I don't really feel like I want to do it until I have a really strong desire. Like I like I would just like like I had a desi- like I had an idea that I felt like just needed to be in a yes. book form rather than like oh like I could publish a book right now. Like I have an audience that would maybe buy it and I have an agent who's like down. Like, therefore, I need to come up with an idea. Like that's not the way I want to go into it. Do
1: you know what I'm saying? Yes, that's very inspiring. Because I'm I'm like, sometimes I feel like with projects, I'm like, okay, if I just like check that off, then like I'll be able to call myself a writer or an actor. Like I did this play and I was like, I'm an actor, but like. Did you
0: do a play?
1: I did a play, but like it Ah. wasn't, and I've talked about it on this podcast, so I don't need to, but like. I'm
0: sorry, I missed that.
1: But like it doesn't make you an actor just to be in a play which is like kind of what you're saying i think it doesn't make you a writer just to have a book
0: yeah i mean there's so many bad books (laughs) and i think a lot of people rush books because they like care about how old they are and the back the books are bad i just don't really think that there is i just i guess i feel like if you can hold on hold out long enough to like get older not care about that stuff anymore you'll probably write a better book (laughs) if anyone's a writer and worried about writing a book young i think we're too obsessed with youth in this culture we're too obsessed with speed
1: well thank god we have julia fox she's um she's bringing (laughs) aging into the yeah into the picture
0: yeah um yeah but i don't know i mean i'm making i don't want to make myself sound like i'm so above everything
1: no and totally i'm like and i'm just like you know you're just gassing me up well well i feel like we're like the devil and the angel (laughs) on like the shoulder of what though would we call ourselves culture critics
0: yeah i'd say
1: okay cool fuck okay (laughs) i'm down
0: i'd say that or yeah cultural commentators maybe
1: yeah i like that critics sound scary i'm i I never want (laughs) to (laughs) criticize
0: yeah it's bad for business
1: Um Haley. Yeah, I could literally talk to you for decades. You're always such an interesting conversation. Um, you hear whether you we're too. When, whether we're on the podcast block, whether we're at the bar with Nick Jonas, whether we're in Prospect Park. We've been to Prospect Park together. Right? Yeah, we have. Okay, cool. <laughs> um I just love talking to you and I love what you have to say. And um, I love that you're able to hear me and hear like you just I accept y- you, you. yes yes thank you you get it <laughs> um so one last question um for the people before we say our goodbyes but social media can be treacherous where is somewhere online that you like to hang out that isn't social media or Ooh. if you are not on social media then maybe you're just not online at all but like, if you are on like like, is there like a store that you love like filling a cart on, or like a place on the internet? I'm always looking for like a a nice like internet hang. Sometimes I'll go back and read Molly Soda's old Tumblr. Oh, like I don't know who, who that is.
0: I'm blocked out of my Tumblr. You know, I was a Tumblr girl.
1: Oh fuck!
0: Like all in college. To be
1: blocked out. That's... Tumblr's like making a comeback. But I know. Where's your internet safety? Hang oh my spot? god,
0: I don't know if I have one. I feel like I'm like on all the most toxic places. <laughs> um, I mean, the first thing that came to mind is like reading, writing online because I read a lot okay. online and that's not a toxic experience, but, like a fir- but is, I know it's not, spe- a- it's not specific enough.
1: No, it is. Do you have like a publication though? that Like like is there a website that you click around or do you just read like articles? Because every my- week you do 15, the 15 best things that you consumed. That week, yeah. That week and it's not all online. Some of them are like analog. Like I tried a cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, Pocket is where I spend most of my time. Wait, what's Pocket? Pocket is, um, it's like an article saving app.
1: Oh, okay. see, this is what I'm looking like, for. You don't have a Pocket? No.
0: Okay, Pocket, you can just download the like Chrome plugin or whatever. It's a little like red button that goes on your kind of thing. Can it be on your phone? Yeah. Okay. So like every time there's something you want to read, it could be a video, it could be an article, it could be like something that you want to remember later. You just say like, you know the error where you say like text it? You can also just go in and there'll be a pocket symbol. You can click pocket, it all saves in your pocket.
1: Oh, I'm about to fill my pocket though up. <laughs> wow. Pocket
0: full of, wait, oh stars by the pocketful? pocket full?
1: Pocket full of articles. Can we talk about
0: that Taylor lyric? what does she say the lana del rey one stars oh, by the pocket oh
1: yeah i mean you know it's is
0: that some sort of reference that's other like, than just being insanely corny n-
1: honey no this is and <laughs>
0: <laughs> no taylor no, slander no. on the pod <laughs> i
1: i don't like to criticize no 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 uh i think it could be alluding to cocaine i don't really? know no 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 what? Uh, stars um. on the sorry i don't know oh um, interesting but who knows Haley, thank you so much for coming on Harry Tales. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much um, This has been you. This has been great. And uh, I'm going to go fill up my pocket with some articles. Maybe some God of yours. Speed. Okay. Mwah. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Lords and ladies, it's time to gather round for another chapter of Harry Tales.